0: John Wooden once said, a good coach can change a game, a great coach can change a life. My guest today, Michelle Crutcher, is a great coach and is on a mission to help new and aspiring business owners create profitable and sustainable businesses. Armed with over 20 years experience working with some of the largest global organizations as a procurement professional, Michelle is on a mission to help small businesses become more competitive in their market. I first met Michelle mid-last year and have since been privileged to have attended a session Michelle gave on dealing with procrastination and how to manage time and tasks. In this episode, we discuss how Michelle moved from the procurement space to business coaching, her love of small businesses, and why her new Business Growth Mastermind program is a game changer, and of course, procrastination and time management. You'll even learn who Michelle would have play her in a movie about her life. Come join us. I'm Amy Bajata, CPA by trade, not in nature. Now financial coach to businesses globally. The Boring Shit You Need to Know in Business podcast was created with business owners and aspiring business owners in mind. It's a way to bring you simple yet effective business strategies, explore the art of being in business and challenge the notion that our financial numbers are boring. If you're looking to improve your profitability, increase your cash, and grow your business, you're in the right place. Join me and other business owners as we discuss the boring shit you need to know in business. Hey, Michelle. Thanks for joining hey, us Amy. today. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I really, really appreciate it. This is something that we've talked about for a little while now, so I'm so excited yeah. that you've uh, joined me. And I'm excited to be here. It's good. Great. Yeah, looking forward to it. Fabulous. So I'm going to jump straight in because I am a sucker for a good startup story. And especially given the amount of experience that you've had in procurement, I want you to tell me a little bit about your business journey and what's landed you where you are today
1: yeah for sure so um yeah so i've worked in the procurement industry for literally over 20 years um so I started in banking and finance and i guess like most procurement people we kind of land into that role and then my experience kind of delved into there so i spent 20 years in the industry i got the opportunity to work with some amazing organizations that led from both small business right through to globally listed organizations And the one thing that I love the most about that role was probably not so much about I think people have this perception of procurement people as being the negotiators and the people that want to drive the costs down. And, yeah, that's a part of it. But for me, the the part that I got the most out of that job was actually working with these organisations on transformational projects and business development opportunities that we could work together with to actually grow their business, give them opportunities But then in essence, it actually worked for the organisations that I worked with. So it's kind of like a win-win. So I gained a lot of experience in being able to work with those organisations. For a lot of the smaller organisations, for me, it was a great opportunity to actually mentor them because one of the things that I did experience was we undertook a lot of tenders where by nature a large organisation would want to invite small organisations, but in reality they just don't have the experience and the actual know how to be able to compete against and to price the way that large organizations can actually do to drive down the cost that's really attractive to a
0: global organization. Sorry, I was just going to say it's such a challenging part yeah. of small business because you want to, you know, I'm a big advocate for big, you know, bringing big business thinking to small business owners, but there are some. Genuine limitations, and you know, small businesses really feel that, but you would have seen a lot of that in your
1: absolutely is. And I think a couple of years ago, there was a real big push for global organizations and you know, really large corporates to actually do more business with small business. Mm. Um, and I guess I kind of at times thought that's great to saying, but in reality, I know that's not going to happen because we're going to get into a tender. A small business just literally cannot compete. And to be honest, Nor should they, because at the end of the day, I've seen small business really drop their price just to get the brand onto their marketing. And at the end of the day, they lose out because they come back to us six months later and say, I need to raise my price. It's such a bad look. So that was the one thing that I really am passionate about is actually being able to work with small business to say, you know, you can grow, you can compete against these organizations, but also to kind of give them the insight that sometimes you probably shouldn't. Yeah. And that's a challenge for them where they think that I oh, just to be successful, I need to work with a large corporate. And in actual fact, to be honest, I don't think you do. So it's yeah. knowing getting them to understand what their limitations are, but also to be really strong in their pricing because a global organization will always want to drive down the cost, get efficiencies for their organization. And sometimes it's really misaligned, and it it just ends up in being a bad story for those businesses.
0: Yeah, and um, it's so, you're so right because there's a real disconnect between this promotion of you need to work with smaller businesses and then yeah. the pressure that big businesses probably not even realising they're putting on small business half the time or maybe they are and it's driving this real wedge between them and they're not being able to compete. And you're right, maybe that's not the area that they need to go into. Maybe they're not the businesses they need to work with. I think it's a really key yeah. message that whilst we would like to be a certain way, we may not end up that way and that's okay. We can still be profitable. Mm. We can still have big business. We can still, you know, drive our sales, increase our profitability without necessarily going down that traditional path that we've been led to believe yeah. we need to go down. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I think part of your leading into your, like you're managing your cost, I think what a lot of small organisations don't realise is to them, you know, they're a small business, they may have one, they may have two, I've dealt with companies that they're the solo person bidding against these large organizations. And they're still trying to run their business, they're trying to compete in a tender. And that's a massive cost for them, because they're literally out, they're coming to presentations. And it's not just one presentation. It's a number. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm a huge advocate for go if you can, absolutely. And if you if that's the way you definitely want to drive your business, do it. And but find the right organization that's actually willing to work with you, to support you, to kind of work with you to leverage, because there's going to be cost involved for that organization. But if you can find a company that'll work with a small business that will help them deliver the outcome, but also give them the full support that they're going to need along the way. And I think that at the moment, I see that, that there's a big gap in that. So that's kind of how I got to being passionate about helping small business because I've seen it firsthand in them trying to compete. Um, I've seen them not really know what their offer is, which is a real challenge yeah. Yeah. and not being not really knowing, like knowing they're going into this tender, they know the service, but then when you kind of delve into how will you do this and how do you do this and what's your long-term vision and what's the cost structure, they don't really know. And so for me, it was like, I think there's an opportunity here to work with some of them which has been which has been really good yeah. so that's basically my role in procurement that's how I kind of and then during COVID was really the kicker for me I mean I loved being in the procurement industry but I just wanted more absolutely wanted more out of life and I just felt like it was a rotating thing so decided last year in the middle of COVID probably not the smartest move to win the start Small business.
0: You know how many people have said that exact sentence? Probably not the smartest move in the middle of COVID, but I did it anyway. I did it anyway. And I just thought that is actually if I was
1: going to do it, because it actually forced me to actually stay home and do all the preparation for it. Whereas if I I think if it wasn't COVID, I probably would have got on a plane, ended up somewhere, and thought, I'll just worry about that later. But yeah.
0: yeah. So <laughs> you completely quit your job and move straight into running a small business. A business, sorry, I shouldn't always call it small. but I um, did did do my research of what I wanted to do
1: beforehand. So kind of knew, I knew the areas of of what I wanted to go into. And then obviously that how we met was on the, um, doing digital courses. So I had all these ideas that I could actually leverage off the knowledge and experience that I have and sort of brand it all
0: around, you know, being a coach for small businesses. So, okay. And so can I ask what types of businesses you've been working with since you went out on your own? Yeah, so in the start,
1: I did, I have tried to keep the numbers of clients I have kind of small at the moment, because I was trying to get a grasp on who I wanted to work with, what I wanted to do, where I wanted to take my business. And I actually wanted to make sure that I had the systems and processes in the back end, so that I could fully support the clientele um, that I was bringing on. So I'm working with A few clients, a couple of them are actually in the fitness industry. So working with a couple of personal trainers who basically, as you know, like coaching, you've only got so many hours in the day and they're they're capped. So their income has basically stopped. So I'm working with them actually on a couple of, um, creating a couple of online programs that they're doing. So that's been pretty exciting. And then I'm working with um, a couple of people, setting up businesses. I've worked with um, a friend of mine who, worked in the procurement industry as well and now he's moving forward and opening his own recruitment agency specifically for procurement so we've been working together on on that so a few different streams like it's Mm. it's kind of been I've gone from pretty much solo business owners because I think that that's where they sort of need the most help and how they can scale that as they go so yeah
0: okay I spend some time certainly learning from you how to deal with procrastination. It's one of the first conversations that we had. Um, And, man, can I tell you, it is real in business, this whole procrastination. Can I say that I've been feeling a little like that myself of late given all the changes that I've got going on in my business and new service offerings and different online courses and stuff that I've been developing. Yeah. Tell me about your experience here. And I know that's not necessarily where we're going to end up in terms of our mm-hmm. conversation today, but I'd love yeah. to talk a little bit about procrastination. I'd yeah. love to talk about whether or not you're including that in some of your service offerings, yes. what you're doing, because I think it's, it's probably ingrained in everyone anyway. And how are you working with business owners on this particular side? Yeah. So for
1: me, it's look, to be honest, I'm going to say it. I'm probably one of the worst procrastinators of time, and I do, but I do bring out and go, this is actually, I know this works. So I have actually used it in, cause I obviously in my corporate roles, I led numerous teams with all different levels of capability personalities. And um, that's
0: a nice political way of putting it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Politically correct way of Politically it. Politically correct way. Let's just say different <laughs> capabilities. Um,
1: and some that were just, I think the biggest thing for me is, is actually managing people during COVID was, for me as a leader, was the biggest challenge. Mm. Because I had to give them the freedom to actually say, you know what you've got to do, go do it but knowing that there would be certain aspects of people who I know would not focus on what they did. So I've actually used the same techniques. I mean, I'm a huge fan of using the Pomodoro technique, which is the the same one that we went through, where you basically sit down and you focus for 25 minutes at a time and then walk away, come back. And I think That's the biggest thing for me is actually like just focusing, turning everything off, having the distractions off around you. For me, I don't work well with noise in the background. It's just it's something I've not really enjoyed as well. I work best when it's silent, if I need to really focus on something. So procrastination, yeah, I do. I work with We've implemented the techniques or given the techniques to some of the clients that I've worked and they've literally, I mean, especially like if you're sitting there, for instance, trying to write an online program, you know well enough. It's So you've got to focus and you've got to have that focus to actually sit down and go, what am I going to do? This is what I'm going to work on now. Just get it done. And so that's been, you know, it is a, it's a good technique. It's not yeah. one we always go to because I think we do, think we get, stuck in our head and we try but it is definitely one to actually get into and set up
0: yeah i found that since we spent time going through it um i knew about the pomodoro method before Mm. we'd had the session with you But I found that it just, you gave me some other techniques along with that. So whilst that was the underlying foundation, it provided me with some other techniques. And I think for me that whilst I do still set my timer now, even long after our session, if I do, if I am in the zone and I do need to add to it, I just add my timer, but I stay focused. Yeah, I do the same. Yeah. I do
1: exactly the same. I think I think the concept of it is actually a concept, right? Mm. So I think you adapt it to however it works best for you. I think if you've got people who get just once you my kind of thing is once you sort of start to get distracted, that's time that you need to walk away and take a break because yeah. there's other leveraging factors. So whether it's go for a walk around the block or go and get a coffee or Whatever it is that sort of, you know, gets you revived, it's actually getting out, walking away so that you, when you come back, you're ready to refocus. But on the same, 25 minutes is is what they say, but I can, if I'm happy to be focused and I'm sort of really delving into what I need to get done, then I can sit here for an hour,
0: literally. It's my unless, watch that tells me to move. <laughs> unless it's social media. I can't sit here for an hour for social media. I can, do it. I can sit here for I anything else. But I, agree. Social media, I agree. That's I agree. the thing I need to get up and walk away from like it's funny because I I love content creation and that's essentially what social media is especially for our businesses yeah I find you just you put the word social media into it and there's that pressure where I feel as though I just can't get past like I also
1: think it's there where you start to compare yourself to where you think you should be or what you should be doing. It's like, oh, I didn't know I had to do that. Or why do I have to do that for my business now? And it's like, oh, okay, well, I need to write this. So I agree with you, completely distracting. So it's kind of even doing that. I mean, I try to allocate. I use that too. If I go for a morning, I love to go out, have my coffee, sit down somewhere. That's my time to do anything I need to do on social media where I'm sort of out and I can. And I know that when I come back, I can just put it down. Yeah that later because it's it can be
0: assessed all through the day if you yeah but but you're absolutely right in terms of that comparison because the other day my I've got a scheduling system because I have these thoughts for the day and they go up every single day and yep. I a lot of my other posts I tend to schedule myself I do them myself but my scheduling system is for the thoughts because I've I figure my goodness I'm not going to remember six o'clock every day to send this thought or to create one or to whatever so I use yeah. a scheduling system <laughs> But the other other day, my scheduling system failed on me slightly. And my post didn't go up at 6. It went up later in the day, but I hadn't paid attention to it. And then I put my content post up before Mm -hmm. the other one. And then all of a sudden I had my grid look funny. And then I became obsessed with the fact that my grid looked funny and we have to have this grid looking a certain way. And it You know, it's funny you say that. I still today go and look at my grid and
1: go, I don't like it. Like, but at the end of the day, I go, what am I worried about? It has the
0: content. And then I look at these other ones and I go, oh, they look so pretty. Should I do that? Well, see, I'm I'm like you. Like, I... I want the content to be the value, but exactly. I don't know what same. it is that my audience is appe- like what's appealing to them. And mm-hmm. so here I am looking at this these two bits that were together, and I'm like, they are supposed to be together, and it wasn't supposed to be that way, and it's too late. And and then I just literally did the whole talk about procrastination. I did the whole oh well, in nine days it's going to be off the first grid thing. So anyway, the- <laughs> it'll. Look I just- use that
1: same thing. Yeah. How <laughs> many posts until that's not going to look like that? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, it was uh, it's quite at funny. Hat. Five money. Sorry, I kind of got off track there for a moment. But I did want to talk to you today because you have a new online program coming up that I wanted to talk a little bit about. But before I do, I just want to set the scene. So you and I met because, as you mentioned before, we're both looking into going online with our businesses. And, you know, I've recently released my um, small business cash flow course. It was the first kickoff and it went really, really well. And I know you and I were talking about different types of programs, but this program that you're coming up with was not the first program that you had in mind initially, but sounds amazing. So it's the (laughs) Business Growth Mastermind, which is a three-month online program designed to take your business to the next level and set you up for profit and sustainability. Two words that I love in my life that I probably use on a daily basis, profit and sustainability. Tell, oh, probably growth too actually. So tell me about this new program. Yeah so
1: this is actually exciting and as you know um, I originally was working on a program which was for time management. So the end-to-end that's how we got to talk about procrastination in the program and I guess I do love that and that's a component that's actually in this program but for me I guess I wanted to get what I was about is actually having a small business go on the journey to create profit and create a business that they can grow and scale and go to whatever level they want to. Um, So I wanted to create, I took a step back and I go, yeah, time management's great, but it felt misaligned with actually my business model. So I did have a number of, I've I've had many conversations on what I should do and, and how to do this. And Um, I've basically landed on this program where it actually takes you from creating the vision of your business, what that looks like in a short-term and a long-term strategy, and then it takes you through the various stages of your business. So from the vision to the goal setting to the um, creating your offer to the sales and marketing around that offer, there will be a component on them on how to manage their numbers, um, but it'll just be sort of a simplified version. Oh. I'll refer them to you for that, Amy. Oh. Re- no, no, that's leading. no, 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 that's, that's <laughs> not my area
0: of expertise. That's where I'm going to recommend you. Good. That's <laughs> what I like. That's what I like. It? But it's important nonetheless. I totally agree.
1: Absolutely. So it takes them through the different phases of what they actually need to have in place to set up a business. So that's kind of where we got to in the thinking of it. So it feels more aligned to my brand. It will have a component of the online curriculum, but they'll be heavily focused on the coaching part and the the online stuff that we'll do is we'll give them, you get one-to-one coaching, you get group coaching, we've got Q&A sessions, we've got private community. So all the things that you would get in a coaching session, but you've also got that really detailed curriculum as well. So it's a kind of a hybrid
0: program. So yeah. yeah and to- for three months, that's that's a big commitment. Can you tell me a little bit about the time commitment around that? So I think we're running, going to have about three
1: live sessions weekly. The curriculum they'll have for a lifetime So they can literally go step by step because, as you know, everyone's at different stages in their business Mm. and we want to focus on different things. So I probably, we're still deciding, do we drop it at different? But considering that people will be on different journeys and where they'll kind of come in, the program will be up there. So it will require them to sort of, if you look at 5 to 10 hours a week, to get through the content. But the way that I've designed it is you can actually, whatever you learn, you can implement it straight into your business. So if you kind of go step by step, if you're starting a business or you kind of have a startup or you've got a side hustle, you want to go and make it profitable, then you start with a vision and the strategy. And If you follow it step by step, you can literally take the content, implement it into your business. We'll have the tools, techniques. We're going to give them a whole bunch of templates um, to kind of take the stress out of, of stuff that they would have to think about. So, yeah, it's pretty exciting. I
0: love that because even though it's a decent time commitment of five to ten hours roughly a week, I think, like you said, you're gonna they're going to be implementing things as they go along. So mm. you, you're committing that time to a startup anyway, or you're committing that time to, because I'm assuming that it's not just startups. It could be those that are going back and wanting to reignite their businesses. And what I mean by that is that I've even come across a lot of business owners who started, and you would know yourself that when you start, sometimes you just kind of go at it like a bullet a gate because you yeah. just think you have to. You've got you know, there's this survival mechanism in place. Some people have quit their jobs before they actually have thought too much about the process, but they know they're onto a winner, but they get to a point where, you know, I'm just doing everything to survive. And now I'm coming back and going to do it the right way. And this is the program
1: I would have loved to have had when someone goes, do this, follow it step by step. I mean, I, having worked in the business area, like I knew about goal setting and creating your vision and understanding sort of that, what your business looks like in a, in what we would call a business plan. But there's definitely elements of that that I've learned along the way, like attracting your client or what even your client looks like. Um, yeah. so I've done a lot of research and spoke to a lot of small business owners in where their struggles are, what they would have wanted when they started their business. And hopefully I've sort of captured a lot of and answered their questions. So, yeah.
0: And that's the way to start, isn't it? You know, when we, yeah. when we think about our ideal client, we start with what questions are they actually going to ask us? What hmm. questions are they going to be motivated? Or where are the gaps in their understanding? Yep. And then we answer those questions, you know, that's, yep. that's a really good place to start. So And that's a uh, tough one.
1: Like, I know that I even struggle, I, I still struggle today. It's like, you know, they say niche down, niche down, niche down. But In essence, like for me, I want to serve new business owners, but even those that have the concept but just don't know how to go forward with it. So not
0: specifically for
1: female business owners, like it's just so, but a lot of people just
0: don't know who their true customer is. Yeah. Look, I remember from that. I remember when I first started out in business 11 years ago. Oh, 11 years ago. Wow. Almost to the day, literally. I've just realized. Sorry. Brain. <laughs> All right. So when I started out in business 11 years ago, I remember thinking I wanted to serve everybody. Like yeah. Because I yeah. honestly believed in what I was doing. And I genuinely yeah. there was this genuine connection to I think I can serve male business owners, female business owners at different different places in their businesses, different parts of their journey, because I think what I have to offer actually works at every different stage for every different business owner for every different industry. And I even designed my career around that. Like I had, I chose particular industries for that reason. So I knew about those industries. So when I started out in business and kind of went, yeah, I'm going to serve all and sundry. Yeah. It didn't evolve that way. And, you know, I'm often quizzed as to why I have a lot of pink in my branding and, Um, It's not necessarily that I went out in, you know, specifically looking for female business owners to serve. It just evolved that way. So I think I had to respond to that. Like, and it would have been remiss of me not to. And, you know, I even, I work with male business owners and they often say to me, why all the pink? And I have to just say, you know, look, my, the, the most common people that come to me are female business owners. And it's, yeah. It's not something that I chose, but I'm happy to work with everybody. I'm a firm believer as well
1: as people attract
0: to you for a reason Mm. and whether
1: that be female because they feel a connection with you as well. So I kind of look at that. That's a big component as well. I mean, but you're right. You definitely have to know who specifically, and it's all related to how you market, how you promote, like getting to know who's going to listen to you and what is that person thinking so that's been one of the biggest challenges for me as a business owner myself yeah is probably actually for the same reason because exactly you because, it. well yeah. the fact is what I do is I know that I can like you help any business because mm. I've done it I've worked with males I've worked with females I've worked with big sales people like do you know what I mean like it's yeah. not but it's who's actually going to be connected to you naturally to be that natural fit to work with you whether it's one-on-one or in a group setting
0: yeah, and if we think of the platforms that we use as business owners these days, yeah. um, I say these days because I'm like 105 years old and there were different <laughs> marketing when I when I was back in the day. But, yeah. you know, we think of the platforms and we're yeah. limited to some degree because we've got this one dimensional view of the world in if you're not using video, but one dimensional view in terms of being able to create some sort of connection on you know, blog posts um, because they're just a bit of paper. And so we yeah. need to be able to connect where we can and, and say all the right things. So yeah. we, it's remiss of us. But it's really fantastic that that's going to be part of the process mm. in your yeah. um, online course or online program. I keep calling it a course, sorry, because we've been yeah. in courses, <laughs> but online program. And I think three months is a really good time frame as well um, to stay. I did actually,
1: it. yeah, I did actually toss up the time And then I thought, oh, this would originally be a six-month program. But at the end of the day, my thinking behind reducing it to half is the fact that you can do it in three months. Mm. Having it for six months is probably just you then procrastinating to actually get it done. So it kind of forces people, you've got me for 90 days. You've got the program for life. Mm. but you've got me for 90 days. So, you know, let's get through it as quickly as possible so that it makes the biggest impact. And it's about like, it, it is about actually not just the length of time. It's actually, well, what's going to make the biggest impact to your business and in actual
0: fact, it's doing it and implementing it, getting it done. Three months is the perfect time for that sort of thing. And it's, it's exactly. a perfect time to start laying the foundations. Even if you then go back and reconsider, all of the components that you've put into the program that you have to go back and have, you know, a lot of it sounds as though it's those things that we have to challenge frequently anyway. So like our ICA, our ideal customer, we're still going to have to continue over the years. Exactly. That's going to evolve as your business evolves. Yeah. Just like
1: your vision, just like your goals, whatever you set today is not going to be. Yes, you can have a long-term strategy of what you think your business is going to look like today in the future but in actual fact six and 12 months you'll get down the track and go oh wow you know i've decided to go this way or this way or yeah so it's it's it is something that you definitely need to go back to and reflect on
0: yeah and i love the lifetime access you know i'm a big fan of it i've got it in my Mm -hmm. course as well i you know if people don't know enough about it it needs to be shouted from the rooftops because i i think that whilst we put these three month time frames on certain things it's more just that connection in terms of that one-on-one connection that drives that three-month mark yeah but lifetime programs and those that give you access the brilliant thing about them is I'm assuming that any updates that you put in as your business evolves as the model of that program evolves everyone's going to benefit from going forward absolutely yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah and that's to me that's priceless you know in terms of setting those programs so this is going to be a you know a big commitment so you're looking Mm -hmm. for those people that are ready to commit that are really serious about starting their business right or perhaps reconnecting with their business and all the the nuts and bolts of the foundations that are important to run a successful business
1: yeah definitely definitely so So we want i want people who are literally going to come into it and commit to it yeah because it's great to have it but if you're not going to fully commit to it and, you know, attend the classes and you're not going to get the full value out of the program. So,
0: yeah. And we design, uh, you know, speaking from experience, you design programs in a certain way, whether it be time frame, whether it be the way the information drops, whether it be the way you've constructed the information to flow in a certain way for a particular reason. And yeah. so, whilst everyone will be at a different journey throughout that three month program, I'm assuming people still need to acknowledge that the process, they need to still go through the process for a particular. Exactly. For that. Success. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, committing to that three months is paramount, I think, to making sure that that works. Yeah. Yeah. Totally yeah. agree. Totally agree. So, yeah. tell me about the release of this program. Yeah, so I mean,
1: it's still being there's still a whole bunch of stuff doing at the moment. I actually started to record some stuff this morning, so I have set my date for April, mid April. Um, but I will be looking to do a pre launch of it as well, and have a probably a founding members discount attached to it. So I'll probably offer it for fifty percent off, but we're working through the details
0: of that at the moment. So. For those that don't know what a founding member is, a founding member is to get in at the ground floor on a brand-new program Duh. such as this. yeah. <laughs> they can benefit from it. You're probably yeah. going to give them a whole stack of additional value for a... An, yeah, so a what client. I want to do with...
1: The, yeah, so with the foundation members, we will be offering a 50% discount. Fabulous. But what you'll actually be able to get hold of is you'll obviously have access to that program prior... We'll not have access to the program, but you'll have access to me as a coach for a couple of weeks prior so we'll actually be able to get a head start on some stuff so that will be sort of a driving factor too wow to get in. yeah
0: that's a big a head bonus. Start. that's mm. a huge bonus and yeah. 50% off i think that's yeah. fantastic yeah Well, I'm going to definitely put details of the program in the show notes. Excellent. And I'm also going to include links of how people can get in contact with you so they know exactly when that information is going to drop. So that will be there. Now I'm turning to you, Michelle. Personally, I want to know a little bit about when you're not working in and on your business, where do we find you and what are you doing?
1: You would find me, when it's not COVID, planning a trip overseas. (laughs) (laughs) I love. And yeah, I know when yeah, I mean it's over, but I feel like COVID's a distant memory with everything that's going on in the world. Oh, all
0: right, yeah, yeah good yeah, point, yeah.
1: actually. Um, I love to travel, that's really mm. what I love to do. So planning my trips, but I'm a beach girl. I mm. love to go down the beach, walks, love training, nice. all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah. Can I ask um what destination is on your list when you can, when you want so to? So before COVID,
1: I um went and did Italy and so definitely Italy and to do more of it is on my list. I want to be like the under the Tuscan sun. That's what I want
0: to do. So my business is going to let me do that, right? Of course it is. Of course, laptop, laptop lifestyle, <laughs> for laptop sure. Laptop lifestyle, exactly. 100%. And I'm sure people will love seeing you turn up live with the Tuscan sun behind you. Oh, so. gosh, I never even thought of that. So that's an added bonus, Amy. Why would you not want the program? I know. Put that in your marketing strategy, <laughs> for sure. Absolutely,
1: yes, yes. I do have one <laughs> last
0: question for you that I've been asking all of my guests this year, and I want to know, Who would you have play you in a movie about your life and why? Now, it doesn't need to be someone necessarily that looks like you. It could be a character that you may have resonated with. So I do love the movie Eat,
1: Love, Pray. Uh And I'm not saying Julia Roberts would but Is it Julia Roberts? It's actually. No, I don't think it's her. Is it? Yeah, it is. Is it her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that movie, the fact that you could take a year off and Mm. just literally focus on you. So you'd so have not. Julia Roberts play you from that character. Oh why not? That from the character.
0: Oh my goodness, yeah. Why not have Julia Roberts play you? <laughs> I don't <know> if it's <laughs> match, but you know, it's like <laughs> it's not about that. It's about the energy that that exactly. And that movie, I tend to agree with you. I really. Oh my god, it. I love that movie. Yeah, love yeah. that movie as well. And yeah. the concept of it, I think it's amazing. That concept, you know, why wouldn't we want to eat our way through Italy? Like, oh, having been there and literally doing that.
1: Mm. it was funny because um before we went um I've got an Italian friend and I said oh and a friend of mine that we went with I said oh can you just teach us some Italian before we go she goes yeah sure what do you want to know I'm like really pizza pasta and gelato that should get me through right I think you're fine I think you grasp the, the the language
0: which we did well when I when I went over to Italy I wanted to learn one phrase and the only thing I could muster up was io non parlo italiano which means I don't speak Italian, Italian yeah. because of my features everyone just assumed that I could speak Italian or Spanish depending on where I was and one guy argued with me because I said the sentence and he said see si, see si you can speak italian i'm like no no that wasn't the point the point was i learned one one line but um yeah as long as you know pizza and pasta i tell you what and gelato life's
1: great life's great
0: i don't think i've eaten gelato much for lunch ever before but it was so good (laughs) (laughs) the day with gelato how good's life (laughs) i loved the, the delicacy was spaghetti and meatballs in Venice like they that was the most expensive thing on their menu and I was like okay as you do why not but, um I hope you get there soon enough and I know it's probably not uh, not far from getting there so I I think travel will be on the cards soon enough and you're right your your business is going to take you there 100 and I'm so excited about this program can't wait Thank to you. hear more about it yeah. um but like but i said anyway. i'll put all the details in the show notes and michelle awesome. thank you again thanks, for your Amy. time today i really Great. do appreciate it yeah you're welcome love the chat thanks bye. bye to learn more about the boring shit you need to know in business head to my website wwwamibajadacomau forward slash podcast where you will find all my latest and greatest podcast episodes for you to enjoy To be notified of new podcast episodes when they become available, be sure to hit that notification where you're listening to this podcast. Stay well, my friend.